This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the Morning Bulletin, your new podcast on the Blood Red channel where we round up all the big headlines from overnight concerning Liverpool FC. And for the first time this week, I'm happy to say I'm joined by Matt Addison. Good morning, Matt. Morning, mate. You all right? Yeah, not bad. Thank you very much. Yeah, I say thank you very much for, for joining us. Uh, but before we get stuck into the news, i uh, just like to say on behalf of everyone from Blood Red, we'd like to send Pep Guardiola and his family our deepest condolences after his mum, who was age 82, passed away after contracting coronavirus. Now, no doubt you'll be aware by now that Liverpool's owners, Fenway Sports Group, have reversed the club's decision to place non-playing staff on furlough. We covered the initial decision on the agenda on Sunday and then on Monday's Blood Red, which was quickly followed by a breaking news podcast and video with our LFC correspondent Paul Ghost after the club's U-turn was confirmed. If you want to catch up with all of that, it's all there wherever you get your podcasts and on the Blood Red YouTube channel. But if you don't mind, we're going to move on from that story today. Uh, instead, mainly we're going to concentrate on transfers uh, and first Matt is an exclusive from the Football Insider website. It's linking the Reds with a 70 million move for a Premier League winger who certainly caught the eye when playing against Liverpool last season, or this season, I should say. Yeah, he certainly has. He's uh, obviously Adama Traore at, uh, at Wolves, and he's a player that I think most people have, have sort of had on their radar for a little while now. Former Barcelona and Middlesbrough player, so uh, a couple of different clubs there, to say the least. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a player that has caused Liverpool problems on occasion. Obviously, the, the problem a couple of years or so ago was that he didn't really have any end product and, and never really, you know, used the attributes that he's got. You know, the speed, the dribbling, all of that sort of thing. He never really used those to, to their full capacity. But it seems that you know, six goals and, and ten assists this season, he certainly seems to, to be improving. And whether that's enough to, to warrant a £70 million price tag. Who knows? I mean, the, the report does state that up until the coronavirus outbreak, it, 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 you know, they actually valued him maybe closer to, to £90 million or £100 million. And, and after this uh, has happened and the economic impact that that will have, they've decided to, to drop the price tag, apparently. So, um, yeah, it, to me, it still does seem very, very steep uh, for a player who, at the age of 24, you'd expect to be probably a little bit further down his development in terms of, you know, the goals and the assists and that sort of thing if he's going to end up at a top club like Liverpool. But, uh, yeah, it's certainly one to keep an eye on. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Liverpool had been keeping a look at, at what he's been doing over the last couple of seasons because, you know, as we said, he's somebody that, that stands out fairly regularly in Wolves' team. Whether he's good enough to, to come into Liverpool and, and be that fourth-choice attacker, I'm not too sure personally. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it just seems to be one where the links keep coming back over a period of time and, and sometimes when that is the case, there's something behind it. So uh, we'll have to, to see what happens with this one. But um, I would be very surprised, put it that way, if Liverpool spent £70 million on it. Yeah, I think you make a really good point because you've got to place it in the context of the situation businesses from as big as businesses as Liverpool are going to be in after we come out of this this crisis, really. And, you know, will Liverpool be willing to spend £70, £80 million pound on a player? Who knows? Probably, maybe, maybe not. We just don't know at this moment in time. But hopefully, from a fan's perspective, because we all love transfers, they do improve the mood. It does keep us talking that there will be some when we come out of all this. And looking at it, 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 it does feel like Liverpool may be in the market for a winger. I think it's widely accepted now that Jordan Shaqiri is set to leave the club. 
you've done podcasts yourself, mate, about Harry Wilson and whether he will return to Liverpool after his loan spell at Bournemouth or whether he will make a move permanently away from Anfield. But there does feel that there is that place in the squad for another wide player. But if it's not going to be a Traore for 70, 80, 90 million pounds, Liverpool may look for a, not a cheaper version, but maybe one that has better value, particularly given the circumstances. And there's a report today from the Goal website uh, suggesting that Liverpool are one of a number of clubs looking at a young Spanish winger who goes by the name of Ferran Torres. Yeah, uh, certainly a player that has sort of come onto my radar in the last couple of months or so. There's, there's been a few links to, to Liverpool. I think this is probably the strongest report so far. But yeah, Goal suggests that Liverpool, Manchester United, Juventus, Dortmund, Ajax, Atletico Madrid and Manchester City have all made inquiries and reports earlier this week suggested that Real Madrid and Barcelona, of course, would have been a Spanish player, no surprise. Uh, those two big Spanish giants were, were in the queue as well. So, yeah, it seems like there's, there's plenty of interest. Um, £100 million relief clause, uh, we do have to say that, but you know, in Spain it is compulsory for every single player to have a release clause. So, Quite often, those are much higher than, than what the value of the player would actually be in real terms. Obviously, we've seen in the past with you know someone like Neymar, for example, Barcelona didn't think that anybody would ever meet his release clause. They put it so high. Of course, PSG then did so, and, and that took them by surprise. But you know, the only reason that, that the release clause is there and is set at that value is, is just because that is compulsory in Spain. So, I think the the more realistic price tag would probably be. A 50 60 million pound player with, with Ferran Torres. Um, his contract does actually expire in 2021, so that's an extra sort of consideration to make. Um, I'd suggest it, it's probably quite likely that he will move at some point this summer, whether that's Liverpool, who knows. But you know, certainly, uh, for me, I think you know, the, the Spaniard seems to be a more likely transfer target than Adama Traore, not just for the price tag, but I think. You know, the, the fact that you combine the fact that he's a little bit cheaper with the fact that he's four years younger. And I think, you know, judging from, from what I've seen and from what I've read, it, he seems to have a bit of a higher ceiling going forward. I think, you know, obviously Liverpool are looking at, at backup options for their front three. If they think that, that Ferran Torres could, could reach the level of, of Salah or Mane in the future, with the fact that he's 20, he can come in now, be a, a bit of a backup, and then two or three years down the line, once, you know, Salah and Mane hit, hit 30 or, or that sort of age, you can start to use Torres as the first choice option more more frequently. So I think the sort of timeline of it makes sense. The fact that his contract is expiring in the next couple of years, again, makes it fairly likely that he will be on the move. But, you know, as I, I listed off the, the clubs that have reportedly made inquiries, you know, the standard of those teams shows that he's very, very good, but you might have to do a little bit of convincing to make sure that he chooses Liverpool rather than, you know, another Premier League team or, or another team across Europe. Yeah, it just sounds like he will have his pick of clubs to choose from if and when he does leave Valencia. But uh, if you're interested by that, and I certainly am, Matt, you're going to be doing a podcast later today uh, about Spanish football, really, and Liverpool's links to some players who are playing in La Liga, and Torres will be one of them. That'll be out later today on Tuesday by all all being well. Uh, but we won't give too much away about that just for now. Give that a listen when it's out later this afternoon, UK time. Just to the final transfer tale, we're going to talk about this morning. Uh, according to a report via the Express in, in this country, it appears that Liverpool are not only scouring Spain for potential tra- transfer targets, but Germany too, and uh, one club, Borussia Mönchengladbach in particular. Yeah, um, 
as you say, via the Daily Express in England, but German outlet Express. Yeah, it's confusingly. Or, uh, an, 88, <laughs> <laughs> an £88 million double deal could be on the cards. Um, so, yeah, Dennis Zachariah and Marcus Turan from Borussia Mönchengladbach. And, yeah, uh, a defensive midfielder and a forward. So, you know, midfields, forwards do seem to be sort of linked with Liverpool at the moment, whether there's anything in that, you know. Zachariah, I'll, I'll start with him first of all, a 23-year-old defensive midfielder. Obviously, Liverpool have got plenty of options in that midfield. Fabinho, of course, is, is the number one in that position. But, you know, with Adam Milana moving on, maybe there is a sort of option there. For me personally, I think it, it's more likely that Liverpool turns to someone like Curtis Jones to, to step up and replace him. Um, but whether, you know, Liverpool are, are looking at this player and thinking maybe he's one for the future, the fact that he's only 23 and, and the fact that, you know, the likes of Jordan Henderson and, and Gini Wijnaldum are not getting any younger, perhaps there is sort of a, a succession plan being put in place there. Um, you know, I, I can't say I've, I've seen too much of him, to be honest. Um, I think Bruce and Munch and Gladbach are a very, very good team whenever I've seen them and they've always been very impressive. But, you know, whether Liverpool um, would be in the market to, to spend that sort of money on, on a player like this, I'm not too sure at this moment in time. And the other one, the interesting one, is, is Marcus Turam, as I said, a uh, forward. With him, I think uh, another another sticking point, not to, to put too much of a dampener on, on both deals, but. Mino Rayo is, uh, is Marcus Turan's yeah. agent and Liverpool haven't been too keen to work with him in the past. So, yeah, uh, whether whether either of those two deals take place, I would be slightly sceptical, certainly of the four names that we've mentioned. I think Ferran Torres is certainly the most likely. Um, but yeah, four names that haven't you know been linked with Liverpool too regularly. Um, four fairly new names, I would say, on the, the transfer market uh, sort of seen at the moment and uh, yeah it's going to be really interesting to see what Liverpool do and, and what the impact of, of coronavirus is on the transfer market and sort of whether Liverpool do go out and spend big this summer whether they are as busy as, as what we assumed they would be you know before all this happened we will see just one final story before we let you get on with your day. Uh, there are plans for Liverpool and all Premier League players to take a pay cut to help clubs through the economic difficulties difficulties that we've talked about on today's show. But Liverpool legend Steven Gerrard and his team at Rangers have actually gone further, Matt. Yeah, Rangers, Steven Gerrard, his staff um, and all of the, the senior players at the club have, have deferred their wages for three months. Um, apparently a, a unanimous decision, which is, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, look, Rangers, have been a club that obviously been in financial difficulty in the past, and we know that the SPL is, is very much you know much lower revenue um, in terms of the income that they make from television money, from from everything really than than the Premier League and, and various other top leagues around Europe. So, yeah, it's um, an interesting decision that this has been almost forced upon them, but they've seemed to have certainly warmed to the the decision that you know. Everyone's got to sort of take a take a hit in these times, and look, it is unprecedented. I think Rangers are still intending to, to furlough a lot of their staff lower down um, as well. Uh, but the, the report states that they will still be paid their full wages because they'll be put onto the government scheme that gives them the eighty percent, and then the club will top up the rest. So, yeah, it seems like you know every single club, just like every single business up and down the country, is going to have to make. Really, really difficult decisions. Um, but yeah, Stephen Gerrard and 
and his team and, and Gary McAllister and, and the various others, Michael Beale as well with, with Liverpool connections who who followed Gerard up there, of course. Um, it seems that you know they've they've made a, a difficult decision, but but one which should benefit the club in the long term and, and hopefully save a few jobs as well, and, and hope that you know the impact long term at, at Rangers isn't too difficult um, and doesn't harm them too much. But yeah, going forward, I mean. This is the first of, of a few clubs I can see doing this. I think, you know, I said about the, the financial power that the Premier League has got, but, you know, there's there's at least two or three clubs that, that are really struggling in the Premier League as well. And, and Liverpool, thankfully, are not one of them. They're in a very strong place financially at the moment. But, you know, this is, this is not about individual clubs or, or individual players. This is about football as a whole getting through this and, and hopefully... You know, we can just get back to normality, get back to playing football and not really talking and, and worrying about the financial aspect of it just as, as much as we are now. Very well said, Matt. Thanks very much for joining us, mate. And thank you very much for listening at home. I know it's difficult to fit in your daily podcast with the commute being taken away from a lot of us or with kids to look after, homeschooling and all the rest that everyone's having to go through at the moment. So it is really appreciated that you're still with us. Uh, thanks very much again and bye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.